0: we are happy to announce that this episode of the SW show is partially brought to you by humble bundle well not not really we are part of the humble bundle referral program and we just wanted to say that if you like really cheap games and maybe helping charity pending the humble thing going on All you have to do is go to humblebundle.com forward slash question mark partner equals sww. That's right, humblebundle.com forward slash question mark. Partner equals SWW. And you just do your normal stuff and it just kind of helps us get a couple bucks here and there. Maybe it helps AJ about his lights. Maybe it's my camera. Maybe we actually pay Corey for helping us out. But again. You're going to go buy games anyway. It might be worth checking out.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number forty-three of the SWW Show. It's me, AJ. I got Mike along with me, as always.
0: Boom, 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 boom.
1: On a beautiful Monday evening, as we're recording this. Wait, wait, beautiful. Okay, I gotta
0: ask. Okay, so it is currently the end of May of 2022. Our Lord and Savior. Um, and, and I woke up this morning, and it was 51 degrees.
1: Oh, it's been 40 the past couple of nights.
0: Except I didn't realize that, because yesterday it was warm enough that I had the AC on overnight,
2: so I woke up and my house was like 58 degrees.
1: Gotta get one of those smart thermostats, bud. Uh, those cost more money. A nest? A nest is only what, like...
2: 80 bucks or something.
0: I think. Like yeah, the issue though, um, the biggest nest usage are people who don't work from home because like the, a lot of that sensor stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, so. you can schedule all that stuff, which is really nice.
0: Right, that's why people would really like them if they work not at home because you could do all that. You can make it, oh, I'm my back
2: home hit a button. Yeah.
1: Well, so I makes... was just thinking more of like you could have it so it never gets below like 65 at night.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. And that's actually really nice to have yeah, that, so that ability. But
2: woke up this morning, I was like, "What the hell? Why am I so cold?"
0: <laughs> but yeah, this is the S show. Um, let's see. I think big now. We're about happened through the year? Um, let's see. Jumping to what we have played, we both have new games on this list, actually. Uh, let's yeah. start with you. What is Ground Branch?
1: So Ground Branch, I was trying out. This is potentially a stream game. Um, it's along the lines of like a ready or not. Um, One of those like super realistic, you know, Arma-esque games mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, you know, you got to go in and it's, you know, basically one shot, one kill, you know, for for rifles. And it's a couple of shots for smaller caliber, th- smaller caliber things. Um, And it's got the whole, you know, like open doors and swing doors open and like the. Um, it's famous for having that where you could like open the door a little bit. And peek through it. Yeah, yeah, at a time. Like thief stuff? Um more granular more granular than that even, because you use the mouse wheel to do it. Okay. So you can like you can open it and then close it back a little bit if you see something and open it up a little more and and that. But um This game's been out in early access since like twenty eighteen. Like that. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely got noticeable places where it can be improved um but as it stands it is a very solid game it you know it's it's fun it's it's fun in that like challenge way
2: mm mm-hmm.
1: where like if you and i stream this game it is there is no banter it is just you know, <laughs> constant communication back and forth because obviously there's friendly fire and and all that fun stuff but um yeah i mean it's it's got a lot of maps that are inspired by um actual events mm. so like there's a 747 that gets taken over mm. and is parked at the uh, airport Reminiscent of, I believe it was in the 80s, I want to say. Um, They have, the map is just called Compound. Okay. But it is very clearly Osama bin Laden's compound from Pakistan. (laughs) Like, down to a T. Um, They have some city stuff. They have some, they have one that's a uh, oil tanker. You know, so it's, it's similar to um, the uh, Captain Phillips mm-hmm. thing. Uh, there's an oil rig. There's an oil derrick rig that you have to go out and secure. Um, This game is, I would say, primarily designed to be played multiplayer. It does have... I was going to say, I'm very curious about... It. it does have what they call Lone Wolf. It does have that. But... It doesn't take any liberties in there only being one player. Mm. Like it's it's the same scenario, it's just one person trying to do it instead of you know two. That'd be four. way harder. Oh, it's insane. My success rate is super low. So you have completed them though, or so just takes I've com- I've only completed the terrorist hunt uh scenarios. Oh okay. I haven't completed the like intel gathering ones.
2: Yeah,
0: Terrason feels like it'd be way more fun. At least that'd be my thing.
1: Yeah. For sure. Terrason's pretty pretty fun cuz like as soon as you start to learn the map, like a lot of the spawns are the same. Hmm. So like there's one that's uh in a city and you can either play in the subway or above ground. And one of actually two of the spawns spawning next to scaffolding so you can climb up the scaffolding and get a uh elevator line of sight and you can kill like half the guys from one position
0: what they see them dying i assume that's a problem
1: oh yeah if they like if you if you uh hit someone they'll notice if you miss and it lands near them, they'll notice. Um, if you shoot an unsuppressed weapon, they'll notice. Mm. It doesn't appear that suppressors actually hinder the guns at all. So it's like, as well, right. You know, just to cover your ass even more. Um,
2: they are kind of predictable.
1: Because, like, if they don't know where the shot came from, they may just hunker down with their back to you. Mm -hmm. So you can just be like, okay, boom, done. Um, And they don't seem to, like, if, if the AI shoot at you, right, obviously they don't have suppressed weapons. It doesn't seem to necessarily trigger everyone. It feels like it triggers a certain zone. And that's it. Oh, uh, okay, that makes sense. Like you know, there could be Let's let's use the city 1 as an example cuz I just played that last night. Um I could take somebody out on the northwest corner of this kind of like cafe. They have a chaining wall around it. Like I could take someone down on the northwest corner and there's somebody that saw them go down. Mm-hmm. They for cover, they're not going to shoot until they can kind of guess where you're at. So I'll take them down. Somebody else sees the person go down, and they'll yell, like their character oh. yells or whatever. Like you can you can tell when they quote unquote spot you or spot something. But nobody, like I can see other AI that are just on their path, right? Like they don't hear it and then go running for cover or anything.
2: So they are, um, you go to their store page currently, they are pushing a new, um, AI system. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when that comes
1: out, we'll see if that helps at all. But, uh, to kind of give you an idea of the, um, Pedigree behind this. This is the group from the original. uh, Rainbow Six and Ghost Recon games. Uh,
2: This is Blackfoot Studios. So.
1: You know these guys
2: have. The chops. Right like.
1: If you wanted a studio. That could make something like this. They're. Probably the best ones to do it.
2: Okay. Um. So nice, yeah. Uh, I've been playing Weird West,
0: uh, which is an immersive semi game set in the shock you, in the United States Western. <laughs> um, basically, it's like it's like what's interesting about it though is that kind of how they tell the story of um, the, these vignettes that you just kind of go through the world with. And, and it's, like, one of those, seems like a regular Western, and it very quickly kind of turns into something else. I'm enjoying it so far. I think I'm, like, halfway done with the game. Uh, and it definitely feels, if you like Immersive Sims, if you like even, like, theme-wise, like, the old Fallout games, like, it's definitely, like, one of those type of games. Um, it's a Devolver game, and honestly, it... Because Devolver games is obviously a certain look or theme to it. Like, Devolver is, like, obviously a line of quality on this game, but it's interesting because this is a very different game that I, I would think of as Devolver digital games.
1: Well, and that's always the the interesting thing, right? Like, you talk about Devolver. Like, Devolver doesn't really make games. They'll publish games.
0: No, I'm, I mean, like, I just, like, when I see a game yeah. from them, like, they're a thing in my head. I go, oh, like, like they, I picture They have it. a look,
1: and they want right. to stick with that look, and I applaud them for that. Mm-hmm.
0: And like Devolver, generally speaking, I think is also a sign of quality. That publisher very rarely has stuff that suck. Um. But yeah, no, I think it's worth checking out. Um, it's an isometric game. Uh and the controls can be a little janky, so those are kind of those those warnings, because I know that's a thing for certain people. Uh but it was just kind of fun. Um, I'm enjoying also just kind of going through that kind of weirdish world that like you're like, it seems like a... And you're like, is it a world? And then all of a sudden, you're like, wait, what world are we in? Because it's not, it doesn't feel like human ish anymore or like um, like America ish at some point. It's very interesting. Also, it's by Wolf Eye Studio, which, I, if I remember right, I believe are old people from Arcane. um So that could be kind of where I get a lot of that immersive sim stuff from. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's kind of something we played. Um, so what we've seen, apparently AJ just went back into the 80s and, and 90s and started watching classics.
1: Well, it has been, what, a month since we recorded one of these, so <laughs> this is just like what I watch on a normal basis. Uh, which is apparently Good Morning Vietnam and uh, the classic Paddy Shack.
0: Yeah. Did, did Bill Murray ever catch the, the gopher?
1: No, remember that's the whole thing. Like, that, <laughs> if you watch, I think there there is a Caddyshack too. I don't know if there's a three. Is it? Yeah, I don't think there is. Um, but yeah, like Caddyshack one ends with the gopher. Yeah, there is a Caddyshack too. That also, I forgot like how raunchy Caddyshack was. Oh, it's but like that's an that era. Like, I have well, like, like of I knew fucking. like obviously like the. Um, the uh, Dangerfield stuff, but I forgot how like the relationship between Danny and the uh, the um, halfway house girl, <laughs> where it's like, oh yeah, like they're just madly in love and that, and then he he gets laid by the uh, shit. What's her name? I forget what her name is, but also. This might be the first time I've seen the movie not off either VHS or DVD. Really? Yeah. They fully were like, okay, where's an ice cube? We need to get her nipples as hard as possible. <laughs> <laughs> and, also, yeah.
2: so I'm reading the Wikipedia for Caddyshack 2. The two things. Apparently Caddyshack
0: 1 was a critical bomb, even though it made it insane money. You read this one. It made sixty million dollars on a budget of four point eight million.
1: Can you check one?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I believe it. Caddyshack two's budget was twenty million dollars.
1: <laughs> yeah, because then you would be getting out of like the SNL.
0: Uh and one of them was Chevy Chase was paid a, a, a rumored two million dollars. So ten percent of the budget went to Chevy Chase for about three minutes.
1: Well, welcome to Chevy Chase. Like, as soon as Caddyshack came out, all of his appearance fees went for the moment. My favorite is, so the reason that, that Rodney Dangerfield
0: is not in Caddyshack 2, here's one. So, Caddyshack 1, he made
2: $35,000, okay? Caddyshack 2, he was asking for a $7 million salary. I mean, if his
1: character was originally, like, the main guy, I can see why.
2: But it's just funny of like that jump, though.
1: Yeah. Also, like, you know, look at a lot of those SNL films, right? Like, the first one, the budget is tiny. The bomb. Because, yeah, because balloons. Yeah, because they're like, oh, we're just you know random people. We're, yeah, we're TV guys getting into movies. Um. Now, I've, obviously, that's not the case because. Everyone wants to be a a big movie star. So even the modern SNL movies, their budgets are like 40 million.
2: Yeah. Uh, Let's see.
1: Well, you Uh, want to talk about going back in time. Which one? Uh, Two or three. Uh. I know the one is new, but it's an old property. So, so the film's on my list, right? So, I saw Office Space with my
2: girlfriend, because she'd never seen it before. An American classic.
0: Same. Um, uh, Doctor Strange is the new one, to be fair. And then, uh, Chip and Dale's, the film just came out.
1: Rescue Rangers, Chip and
0: Dale. Yeah. Thank you. Rescue much. Rangers, Chip Let's talk about that. So, that one is, um, we're going to
2: nicely call it a cameo fest. I got So, do you remember how Space Jam 2 sucked? Yeah. This would be the good version of that.
1: There is no good version of that.
2: <laughs> no, like, like it's not, like, a
0: perfect film, but, like, it's an enjoyable film, where Space Jams 2 was not enjoyable.
1: Like, that's no, the No, because it wasn't geared to kids. I like think that's, this one... That's what is, made the original Space Jam work. And that's it what makes cute. all these Disney... Yeah, like this one's a
0: good example of, like, It's geared for kids, but they have more for adults. Where that Space Jam 2 just felt like it wasn't geared for kids.
1: (laughs) It was fully like, oh, we're just going to build off the nostalgia of the original Space Jam. Which Mm. the people involved with that, you know, when they saw that as a kid, are now 30 plus. So we're going to have references for them. Meanwhile,
2: you should be making that movie for today's. 10 year olds and having references for that not you know references for, for the 30 to 40 year olds mm-hmm. yeah uh, I was going to say I enjoyed it it's worth trying it's on Disney plus
0: which is what's interesting about this and it's written by Lonely Island which I think is a very interesting twist which could be why I vibe with the comedy uh, the other thing that's new on my list is Doctor Strange, Multiverse Madness. It's another Marvel film. I think there's really cool stuff in there. I think they play with your expectations in fun ways. Um, normal. AJ's tired of Marvel type stuff, so I wouldn't recommend it to him. But like, if you're interested in Marvel, so still, I think it's good, strong. And also, they let Sam Raimi just direct. Uh, which is good because Sam Raimi's one of those people that like can be a little
1: corny, but like I think he makes fun stuff. Dude, I've been tired of Marvel stuff since.
2: Uh, this is more like Post. Thor Ragnarok,
0: in the way of the sense of, um, like it is a Marvel film, but like it, it like you know Thor Ragnarok you enjoy it because it's is a Marvel film, but it definitely has stuff that isn't. Yeah, or I, a I enjoyed attract.
1: Ragnarok because it was fun. Like it was breaking away from the cookie cutter.
2: Which I think this is one of those
1: you know like i enjoyed the first two iron man and then winter soldier because winter soldier is so much not a marvel movie like that movie you could you could change 3 things about that movie and it would be an r rated jason bourne mm-hmm. style movie you know like you actually show the gun impacts You, you know, the language gets a little bluer and, you know, you ratchet up the action a little bit. And that movie is an R-rated Jason Bourne style
2: thriller. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, like
1: every other Marvel movie is just, how can we cram people in here because we want people to recognize this character because we've got a movie that we're making for them. That's going to make a billion dollars because, you know, we have this carrot on a stick of, you have to go see all of our movies to make this one make sense. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not, a am not a fan of that. Like, you know, I'm not a fan of cinematic universes anyway because everyone wants to
2: do the carrot on a stick. And
1: to me that's such a easy way out. Mm-hmm. Like you know there's some extended universes like um I really want HBO to explore the Westworld universe. Yeah, Westworld's one of those shows that I forget exist because it takes so long for them to come out like more. Yeah. Like, they needed to spin off, and they referenced a couple of the different worlds. You know, they, like, if you go back and read the, the couple books that are Westworld's based on, there's, like, parks for, there's the Wild West, there's, like, a um, Imperial Japan, which they show in the show. Um, there was, like, a... I want to say one of the worlds was like a, um, like prehistoric Neanderthal world, mm-hmm. um, you know. Like so, there was all this, all these different kinds of things. Like you could totally do, you know, they could have had three or four shows leading up to a convergence point in Westworld. You know, have have like two or three miniseries that it's one season, and it's like eight episodes. And it gives you the backstory and then, you know, season two of Westworld ends with them finding out that there's other worlds or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um you know, they could have they could have done really well
2: with that. Um but like yeah, I, I'm just so
1: annoyed that the current trend is everything's got to be a cinematic universe
2: Cause money
1: yeah I understand it gets them money but also
2: like think about it this way if I if I pitch to you
1: a movie set in the Top Gun universe
2: go on go on
1: like what is that like You know there's nothing in the original... Yeah, like at least
2: at least
0: comics, I think we go back to that a second, make sense in the sense of that because comics in their foundation are these like are this idea of like, oh, they're a bunch of people who can eventually interact and that's all the films did. Well yeah, stuff like like the movie, like stuff like Top Gun or when they when obviously Universal infamously failed on their monsters universe, is because like there isn't built the same way for it to make sense in those worlds.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, the the Monsters universe could have worked.
0: The issue was, it's the problem of... Because Marvel wasn't actually truly the first to do this, obviously, but, like, they were one of the first to kind of figure out the formula. Uh, the issue was all the other studios were trying to also play catch-up and just running with it.
1: <laughs> like, yeah. if I remember, didn't they announce the Monsters universe either as the movie came out or t- before it came out, even? I think it was right before it came out. They were like, this is the first in the Monsters universe.
0: Right, which is wild to, like, run out doing that. Like, like DC when I'm doing that, we'd be like, okay, we all knew it. But, like, the movie that it was doing just thinking, like, why? Why
2: are you doing this? It's like when Sony announced, what, the 20 Spider-Man movies that never happened. <laughs> I fully feel like
1: the, um... The MCU wouldn't be a thing if the first Iron Man movie didn't do well. Oh, 100%. Like, like cause that remember, movie does not really set up the the cinematic
0: it, universe. It does. Iron Man 2 does more. Like, Iron Man 1 does, because this is the word Avengers
2: at the end. That's it. Yeah. Because it says S.H.I.E.L.D. and Avengers. Like, that's kind of the whole shtick. It's Iron Man 2 that really sets it up. Yeah. Because Iron Man 2 literally, like, shows everyone.
1: Yeah, so... You know, like, what, do you, was Kevin Feige, like, was his ass on the line when Iron Man 1 was coming out? Like, you know, look. Uh, yeah, my understanding is, so, you need to make Ma- sure this works, because. Because you
0: go, know, at the time, Marvel didn't even, Marvel Studios didn't exist when you think of it, because at the time, wasn't it Paramount did the first two Iron Man, or someone else? It wasn't Disney, It wasn't. it wasn't Marvel. Right. Marvel didn't have the money to, to finance this. Yeah. So like think about that for a second. That's why the Hulk is universal. Like all it's it's because it didn't have money. Like, like Marvel, like, when Iron Man came out was probably what, worth a hundred or two hundred million dollars. Which like is money, but like not go set up your own Hollywood studio on infrastructure money.
1: Marvel? No, they were probably worth ten million dollars. I can't find it. Marvel's they were probably worth whatever assets they had. I think it'd be worth a little more, but I'll give you that. Like maybe fifty at most. Like okay, you had the Spider Man, but Spider movies, but those were locked down by Sony. Mm-hmm. So Marvel itself really wasn't worth that much. You know, uh, it's the it's the infamous story of Sony was pitched all of Marvel. Right. But they said no. We just want Spider-Man. Wow, like, this is looking back on it. If Sony had, you know, a time machine and went back and got the whole Marvel universe, it'd be amazing because they would have killed the comic book movie. Hmm. And what's could... also wild is what? Well, we'll cut off this in a second. But I'm yeah. what I always think of looking back
0: is like. Iron Man, like I know you say, like everyone agrees Iron Man is like fundamentally what, a good film. And what's wild is, like, look at its contemporaries at the time, and I don't understand how they like they found the right people to make it work. Like, everyone was
1: cheap, That's why.
0: Yeah, because like obviously Dark Knight was also an example at the time. But like, think of this. Iron Man came out, Dark Knight came out. What was contemporaries? Superman 4, Spider-Man 3. Like, like like the X-Men films, all these have like such a different to them than like these films you're right, you're right they spent money on the time no one
1: was well think about it this way like also did did a box just fall and hit you my phone fell in my pocket oh. <laughs> um like think about it if, if Sony had killed off the comic book movie by releasing Spider-Man 3 we would have had probably Dark Knight Rises and that's it That would have been Mm -hmm. the last hurrah of comic book movies. Mm
2: -hmm. And, you know, we would have probably
1: way more um, single or maybe two film properties. You know, everything now has to be a franchise. It needs to be in a cinematic universe. Like, it kills yes, we
0: get it, Vin Diesel. You wanna, you want it to be <laughs> Fast and Furious forever?
1: No, like I honestly thought those films should have ended. Uh,
2: maybe at four. Like they should have tied in.
1: Um. The Japan crew. In mm-hmm. four, and that's it. Like, that would have been the end. Not until... That's turns, where I ended it.
2: You mean you wouldn't have put, like, Tokyo Drift in the middle of nine? No. But,
1: yeah, I mean, like, that's a discussion for, you know, sitting around a pool in Arizona in four months, six months, <laughs> whatever it would be. Um,
2: yeah. yeah, jumping
0: the next stories? Uh, the first thing I have, which is under Film TV, I didn't put the full thing. Basically, uh, HBO's CEO announced that the whole thing now is that, which is something Netflix needs to learn, is that they're going to have a rule that if a movie is an HBO Max film, so not released in theaters as main run, uh, that there, they will have a budget limit across the board of $35 million and no more, no more than that. Um, I think immediately, my assumption is HBO's been seeing the writing on their wall for places like Netflix and Amazon and how fucking intense their money pipeline is with this stuff. And also HBO has the obviously secondary thing of, they're also a movie production kind of built in, so they at least get films into HBO Max easier.
1: Yeah, I mean, think about it this way, right? Like, 35000000 million, you're going to get a lot more lighthouses you're gonna get a lot more um everything everywhere mm-hmm. all at once,
2: which if it wasn't
0: worn yeah yeah,
1: yeah, but you're gonna get you know a lot of these kind of mid mid to high tier indie movies mm-hmm. which are great mm-hmm. you know, they they really explore like what it means to make a movie because they can't just throw money at a problem and fix it. Mm -hmm. Right, they need to either write their way out of it, or they need to cast their
2: way out of it. They don't have...
1: They don't have the liberty of, oh, just fix that in CG or fix that in post. Like, you know, they, they end up
2: making these very interesting films. So...
1: Yeah, Yeah, as you say, like, you know, Netflix lost subscribers for the first time in their history.
0: And they spend, what, billions of dollars of on content?
1: Yeah, and, like, that company is so far in debt.
0: That, like, and Warner's already had that problem forever, so they're just like, we don't want to make it worse.
1: Yeah. So, you know, you're looking at, okay, you know, we drop $200 million on Dune again. And it's only on HBO Max? No. Right.
2: That's not a good business move. Because,
1: you know, HBO has been $15 a month since, like, the early (laughs) 2000s.
0: Yeah, I am still shocked by that, how it's not changed. Also, can we discuss how Netflix, their cheapest option is only $2 less than HBO has been since the 2000s? Yeah,
1: like... HBO sees they're writing on the wall for Netflix. Like, Netflix is pricing themselves out of people's budgets. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when when HBO is 15, when Prime is 150 a year, so mm-hmm. what, like 11 a month? And Prime
0: also, at this point, has become such a utility for other things. Like, Prime yeah. is a good example of, yeah, that's a hundred percent bonus and
1: the thing I like about it, but that's not the reason I had it. Right. Um... Hulu is, well, 14 if you get the Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus. Why not?
2: Also, if you have
0: an Amex, it's free for the first ha- uh, half this year.
1: Yeah. So. So, you know, like, there's, what, 45 50 bucks 50 a month just in streaming services on top of your $50 to $100, $100, $100 a month internet package. Mm-hmm. Plus your phone. So you're looking at like 400 bucks for, you know, between uh, streaming services, between your internet, between your phone and your monthly payment on the phone. You know, you're looking at between three and 400 bucks. And it's attack on, you know, 20 to $25, whatever the top tier is for Netflix. Like, no, I mean, yeah, if your cheapest tier is $12 a month.
2: And that doesn't even get you full HD.
1: Why, why should I sign up for Netflix? You know, like there's, there's no business sense for me to sign up for Netflix ever. Because they release so few properties that I actually want to see. Mm -hmm. The downside is they sign these huge checks to comedians
2: Mm -hmm. and lock up
1: their specials. Like I would absolutely watch Chappelle's specials if they were on anything other than Netflix. But because they're on Netflix, I have to go out of my way and find them Mm -hmm. in a legal gray area. Um, Speaking of specials, though, um, the thing that I was interesting, so it, it got announced,
0: it was the last week before, that apparently Norm MacDonald uh, shot a secret Netflix stand-up special right before he passed. So Netflix will be releasing that.
1: I um, am surprised we don't hear about this more. Like, maybe with the success of Bo Burnham's Inside. They make get a surprise. And... Gerard Carmichael's new special, and now this Norm Macdonald one. Like, why aren't they just filming a special in their house? Mm -hmm. You know, why do I need to
2: rent out a you know concert hall Mm -hmm.
1: to do a special? You know, if if your specials are that reliant on feedback from the crowd.
2: Are you really that good of a comedian? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I I just don't see why you know you could even put in a laugh track. Mm-hmm. But
1: you know, if, if you're that dependent on the the crowd to make to make you
2: you. You know, you're just not good.
1: Mm-hmm. Or I shouldn't say you're not good. You're not great.
2: Right. Like, you're so you're good. good. Yeah.
1: Comedian, yeah. But, but, like, like you McDonald's that guys. level of way beyond good. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like Norm MacDonald was funny without having to try. He knew exactly what to say, when to say it. Mm-hmm. And he also reminded came. me
0: last year how we lost, like, stupid amount of great comics in the last year.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, like even the... um with Godfrey and, the uh, Wow, why can't I think of Full House? What's his name? Bob Saget. Like, all, like you, yeah. we lost people that were like, oh, we have them for years left.
1: Well, also, like, a lot of those comedians are getting into their 60s, so... But it's okay, but still, like, that's still relatively young to die. Oh, it is. But also, I'm saying, like, you know, we think of these people as being immortal.
0: Yeah, it's the Bob Saget one. We definitely all did... <laughs> If you pulled the observation how old was Bob Saget, I promise you people would be guessing they're 40s. Just because in their head he's still... Well, yeah, then.
1: in their head he's still uh, Full House. But they forget mm-hmm. that Full House is 30 years old.
0: Oh, totally. But like you know
2: for a fact, if I asked the average person...
1: Yeah.
2: What, what was Bob Saget's age? They would have told me 40. Like, Totally.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's one of those things like obviously like it was it's horrible to hear that Norm passed, but also we knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. Um and he he didn't shy away from it, which I thought was Right, yeah. Um very powerful. Uh it reminds me of um why can't I think of his name now? Uh British comedian um There's Sean Locke. Okay. He was on a bunch of the panel shows, like 800 Cats Does Countdown. He did um, QI a couple times, like, and he ended up passing from cancer as well. But he was very uh, private about the whole situation. So, you know, it was kind of one of those things where it was rough. It was rougher because you didn't necessarily see it the- I mean, whereas Norm was very much like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not long for this world, which is probably why he recorded the special, because mm-hmm. he knew, you know, he was, his time was, it's coming, so,
2: yeah. Uh, final story we got for uh, TV and film is, I just had to point out,
0: the trailer for Cobra Kai season five has finally dropped. Uh, it surprised of Netflix you,
1: um... things, isn't this a Netflix project now? Yes,
0: it is. Uh, but the thing that also surprise me is uh, Cobra Kai's whole shtick has been, it always drops on New Year's Day. So this is going to be the first time that isn't true What's dropping on September 9th, which means I will have Netflix for exactly one month in September and cancel it. <laughs> <laughs> which is normal. It. Like, Netflix is totally that thing of like, oh, I want to watch just one thing. I'll... Like, it's kind of like, I do as like, oh, I pay 15 bucks to like, buy a movie or whatever i'd like to go i'll pay the 15 bucks to watch the one thing and then cancel it immediately
1: yeah the but problem like, is a lot of people don't cancel it immediately
0: right and also Netflix's model is based on the idea that you won't
1: yeah
2: that the high enough percentage won't is the idea of the netflix model
1: so but yeah it works until you price yourself out of that model right if it's five bucks ten bucks that generally works it's funny, because
0: also what I don't understand is on final Netflix notice, so Netflix has a thing if you disable your account, after six months you just lose your account and all the data tied to it. I am shocked Netflix hasn't been done to come up with something dumb like pay us 50 cents a month and we'll just keep your account active forever.
1: I like that they do that, though. I hate it. Because, so hate it. well, no, think about it, right? Like, it shows that they actually get rid of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, Facebook is very clearly they don't get rid of that stuff mm-hmm. they say oh we're going to delete your account but you know there's stories of people deleting their Facebook five years later they go back and their Facebook page is like half populated or mm-hmm. there is one of them like Facebook the Facebook one. AI created a page for them you know so it's it's nice because it shows true privacy mm-hmm. right? like okay it's Maybe it's a little short for some people, and it being six months.
2: Mm-hmm. But... Also, I'm glad that they're deleting that stuff. I wish it was an option and then there was a way to keep it active, but... But I
0: understand from what you're showing. Uh, yeah. Jumping into the game side of things, I've collected some of the top stories uh, throughout the month. The first one is a goddamn doozy. I think I texted you this one when I read it. Uh, Apparently, until a couple of weeks ago, uh, EA was going to merge with NBC Universal Comcast.
1: Well, no, they were going to merge with NBC Universal.
2: Okay, but the Comcast
1: was spinning that out because they were not too big or something like that. Okay, but this—it's still wild. Yeah, I mean, it is,
2: but also, like, EA is,
1: EA is one of those things where it seems like they're way bigger because we live in the States, Mm -hmm. but outside of Madden and FIFA. They're still, like, fourth or third, like, from a money point of view, they're still one of the biggest. Outside of Madden and FIFA, they really have nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, Battlefield just failed. To the point where hey, they... they uh, Apex makes good money. Yeah. Um, you know, Battlefield failed to the point where they eliminated their main game mode. hmm You know, they they cut the player base in half, which was a, a temporary mode that they introduced. And now it's the main mode. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, the fact that EA wanted to merge with someone isn't surprising, because... I think they see the writing on the wall, right? Like, Mm -hmm. somebody's going to come for them. Whether Mm -hmm. it be Sony Corp., whether it be Microsoft, whether it be... Because the story
2: is also, just to clarify, the companies that passed on them were Disney, Apple, and Amazon. Can you imagine Disney Electronic Arts?
1: Well, Disney has no reason to be in video games. Well, they do. They just license like the shit out. But yeah, yeah. Um, Apple. I feel Apple like... ha- is starting to get Apple. Well, the no. Apple
2: ones, when I the best. What comes out first?
1: The actual Apple whatever for video games, or the Tesla Cybertruck? Tesla Cybertruck. No, there. That thing's vaporware. Like Apple will drop, like, an Apple TV Plus that is some, like, kind of Switch style. It's based on, you know, an ARM processor or a Tegra or something like that. You know, they'll drop something like that, and then they'll also announce that they bought EA. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they can do that. Like, they have the money to make that happen. The
2: Tesla Cybertruck will never come out.
1: Well, no, I take that back. It will come out, but it will be so far down the road that it's just like, why'd you even release it? Mm -hmm. I mean, shit, look, Ford's going to get, Ford will have signed a partnership with Rivian, ended that partnership, (laughs) Rivian will have delivered a truck, and Ford will have delivered the Lightning before a single Cybertruck rolls off the line. You know, that, that thing doesn't stand a chance. So,
2: but I, yeah. I see
1: EA probably holding out now at this point. Yeah, at this point, I think it... Like, this does not look good when Comcast, Disney, Apple, and Amazon have passed on you.
0: Right, like, this is who else would buy Because Microsoft can't until Activision clears.
1: Which, another story... <laughs>
2: Sure, but oh. like, but like, realistically, like, Microsoft can't do anything else until that clears. Sure, even Sony with Bungie is the same way. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the the thing with um the thing with this is I could totally see um.
1: When they are allowed, I could totally see Tencent coming in and being like, okay.
2: Oh, God, yeah.
1: You know, like, unless the, the Chinese government doesn't open that stuff back up, because they've been basically pulling those companies in. Because Chinese government, I thought there was still the whole video game licensing thing. Well, they're shutting down all Western investment. Like, mm. you can have whatever you're invested in still. Now. But they've stopped all of that. Like they're finding Tencent because of Tencent trying to go and find things to invest in and all that. And it seems like a shit show in China right
2: now. Hmm. Yeah. Uh Next news
1: story. Just to finish this EA thing off. What about India? What about India? Is there a company in India that we don't know about that's a kajillion dollar company. There always is. And they just buy EA. See, you're getting this the wrong way. We're going to wake up one day and Embracer somehow buys them. I don't think Embracer has that kind of... I'd, <laughs> I don't see how Embracer can pull those kinds of strings.
0: They do and they're going to be like what the fuck's Embracer? I'm convinced Embracer is, like, some sort of, like,
1: Bill Gates, like, right, well, in a shady look. Like, <laughs> I have a feeling it's a couple of the Middle Eastern com- uh, countries.
2: Because, like, the
1: Embracer, money Embracer has does not make sense. No, well, I mean, originally, I, I think everyone thought it was Russian. Because everyone thought it was a fake company. Well, like, who? What do you mean they bought THQ? What do you mean they changed their name? Well, THQ also went up for auction.
0: But, like, but it was still this thing of, like, when they started doing all that shit,
1: and then they bought Deep Silver, like, all of that. We're like, what is going on? But also, think about it this way, right? Like, they bought Deep Silver, they bought Crytek. Both of those companies had severe money problems when they bought them.
0: No, no totally, but, like, who came in, Like, the idea
2: that someone came in and bought them was still that thing of...
1: I just think they're, they're really smart, and they're backed by somebody big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's some shady thing. I think it's just you know it's potentially you know either uh, Saudi Arabian or uh, UAE or Qatari. Um, like it's it's one of those countries because they're trying to divest out of oil, divest out of the oil industry. So what better way than to acquire these video game companies for mm-hmm. pennies on the dollar and then make a killing.
2: And part of the the strategy as we finish up is like the
0: whole like you make really cheap either remakes or whatever and like get them on Game Pass and all this, like kind of do a bunch of those smaller things.
1: Yeah, so for them to pick up EA, I mean EA pretty much does that stuff already, like
2: mm-hmm. so. Yeah, but New story that you're going to appreciate is the
0: AEW game. Finally. gets a title on some early gameplay. If you want to go check it out, it's at AEW Games on Twitter. It is the, obviously, made by Ukes. Um, and I just got to say, immediately, I'm surprised how good it looks. I'm, I'm hoping we get a good wrestling out of this.
2: But there is still I'm no worried. release date.
1: It's, it's Ukes, so any, Ukes can make something that looks amazing. Mm-hmm. But then the is dog shit. Like, when you actually get hands-on. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm worried about.
2: Sure. I'm just going to be very curious, kind of,
1: how it ends up being. And also, it's been in development forever, so. Speaking of forever, isn't the tagline fight forever?
2: <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Which, can is. we just
1: get that term out of wrestling? <laughs> that chant out of wrestling? It's that the what and the CM Punk chance. You don't like the CM Punk chance? No. Even when Punk is in the promotion.
2: Right, I think they're just stupid. Uh to be fair, nothing was bad. Was it the WGE one forever that their that their anniversary one was like forever
1: or something? Then now forever? Yeah. That's their current tagline.
2: That's that's the horrendous tagline.
1: That's what?
2: It's horrendous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: jumping to the next story that we kind of half mentioned. Uh, New York City is currently suing Activision, saying that Kodak was unfit to negotiate the Microsoft deal. Uh, what I find interesting about this lawsuit is a. I think I don't think it's gonna go anywhere. Just generally speaking, reading kind of what the, the case is and where it is and all that. Um, but B, I think it's interesting because they're not saying that the deal was wrong for shareholders, just the, the person who made the deal is a wrong person to make it.
1: Yeah, but I mean also like we talked about, you know, Microsoft has to wait for this deal to close. Mm-hmm. Let's just list off why it might not close. Uh Activision is currently facing all of these lawsuits. <laughs> a federal harassment suit that was settled, but it's facing appeal. Mm-hmm. A discrimination suit from the state of California, Mm -hmm. a purported class action suit, Mm -hmm. four shareholder lawsuits, which have been consolidated down to two lawsuits, Mm -hmm. eight lawsuits over the Microsoft merger, which four of those were voluntarily dismissed by the... uh, And again,
0: eight, you could probably make that into one, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I bet you could end up being a big one, just being realistic.
1: Yeah, it'll probably be a class action of some sort. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. that makes sense? Like... Two 220 complaints, including the one from New York City. Basically, a 220 complaint is unfit to function pretty much. Mm-hmm. And an SEC investigation and insider trading inquiries. And SEC the
0: new one do. that also just dropped today is the National Labor Relations Board is now suing
2: Activision, saying they're union busting. So, yeah. Money is it, the deal still goes through. I think I might hit Rocky but the next month. My money my money is by this time next year, it will be done.
1: But think about it this way, right? If I'm a savvy businessman and I am privy to the shareholder meetings for Microsoft.
2: Does this not come up in the call? Like
1: how can this be a good faith deal? Mm-hmm. Right, like, you know, it doesn't look good that a company that I'm invested in is buying a company currently facing what is it, ten plus lawsuits?
2: Yeah, it's gonna be a very interesting type.
0: Like, I'm very, very curious on how all this kind of PR wise unfolds too.
1: And the fact that more of these are coming, mm-hmm. right? Like, Not slowing I th- down. I think a lot of people thought, okay, maybe with Microsoft announcing they were gonna purchase them, maybe some of this will start slowing down, maybe mm-hmm. some of these will go away. Like like some of it's like okay. built like
0: this is gonna sound horrible what I'm trying to make this right, is um like some of this was built in the pipeline, right? So like the idea that that, that they were Microsoft was buying them and then like oh something came about from five years ago still bad, so to be fixed, but like Microsoft could at least make a P argument of, oh this is the past, we're gonna fix it over from and then but they're not currently happening. But the lawsuits that are happening
2: now are about stuff that's actively happening.
1: Yeah. So
2: it, yeah, I just mm,
1: I don't know. Also like if this deal falls through, mm-hmm. Activision stock price is going to plummet.
0: I put some money in Activision stock because it's not trading at the buy rate because there's some of uncertainty. So, we'll see.
1: I mean, think it because Think about if you're an investor, like, oh, like, I'm going to hop on the coattails of this company. They're going to get bought out at the buy price, and then I'll make some money.
0: Right, because right now the stock's trading is at like 15 bucks under the buy price. So if you're confident it's going to go through, it's the easiest way to make money.
1: Right. But if this deal drops, that stock's going to go to nothing. Because right. everybody, everybody that got in when, you know, it was announced that something might happen, people got in. deal was announced price went up and now it's kind of gone back down there's gonna be a lot of people wanting to get out
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and it's like i was talking to my mom over the weekend i go you know i can't wait for the market to crash whoa 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 she goes why is that like because i'm still young (laughs) right like i'm 26 so if the market crashes before i'm 30 I can be in a very good position by the time I'm
2: 50. Mm-hmm. Like, very good. But,
1: nice. Yeah. But yeah uh, let's see. Next story. Also, I love to watch the world burn because I think the way the stock market currently works is just ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but
2: yeah.
0: uh Next thing is, uh, just sharing stuff if you guys want to dig into it. uh, when. You know, bit. Uh, PS Plus has kind of announced their whole overhaul in better terms. So you go find that on the Sony blog talking about all of the changes kind of and the worst flowchart you'll save your life. Um, one of the big things, though, with the new PS Plus is there are going to be trophies in old games and select games that developers want to put trophies into. And Ubisoft Plus will be included with that PS Plus premium it's, program.
1: It's just Plus Classics. It's not is that the, the full trophies. Ubisoft Plus. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, so Ubisoft Plus Classic is going to launch with this. Mhm. So it's a it's kind of the way that uh EA Play works right now with the Vault. So there's games that are part of the Vault that you can download and play for free forever. Or you can play the like 10 hour trial or whatever. And so that's the way Ubisoft is going to do it. Granted, most of their games are going to be part of the classics, because they don't have really anything out right now. So. hmm it, it definitely was worded weird. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, when you dig into that, Ubisoft is releasing a thing called Classics.
2: And, and there's
0: still some, my sense still some big names in it, but yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah it's just going to be their back catalog. Like, you know, if they treat it the same way EA does, basically anything once it reaches, I think, four or five months, it just kind of goes in there naturally. It's gonna go in the backlog. So, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, but uh, next thing is
0: today, as we're recording, it happened is uh, the team over in Raven Software in Madison, Wisconsin, under Activision, has won their unionization vote for QA. Uh, it's a big deal, I think it's the first uh, AAA union in the United States. Uh, so be very curious to see what happens now, if other teams follow with their own union votes, or if anything changes dramatically. Because if you remember, uh, when Activision announced they were converting all um, contract U.S. employees into full-time employees... The asterisk was not for Raven because of how laws serve in the country that once they had their union vote set, they couldn't start giving them kind of raises and all that because it would be sort of union busting. Um, it'll be interesting now to see how does that work. Does the, like, because, like, how the laws are set up? actually you can still turn around and fire all them, right? That's not, like, that's not how this works. So it'll be very curious kind of, how does this work, and then does it stampede throughout the industries? Stop at Raven, kind of. How does all that end up being?
1: I'm curious. I'd have to read into the Raven thing, but are they going to be part of like SAG-AFTRA? Are they? I think it might have been SAG-AFTRA.
0: Thing? I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure they. They're at least part of a bigger union. Yeah, like I'm so, still there and but they're part of a bigger.
1: Yeah. Like if they're part of SAG-AFTRA, they're untouchable.
2: Hmm. Like.
1: That union is so big. And the only thing with SAG-AFTRA is they can start saying to actors and fine, but you're not getting any voice
0: actors. could, exactly. Like, they can, like that's, that's their leverage, is that.
1: Yeah, they can be like, okay, yeah, you'll, you want to fire all of, you know, Ravensauk? Cool. Uh, have fun getting voice actors.
0: Right, that would be the leverage they could pull, is kind of pulling
2: their other cards to kind of...
1: And the thing of it is, a lot of people don't put this into consideration... If you work on a union project, a SAG after a union project, then everyone has to be SAG after. I th-
0: so video games. I thought there were certain exceptions for like size of projects, but I, but I know broad that you're saying is correct. So I thought you could have not SAG after people, but they have to follow SAG after terms. So like example being like if you have SAG after a worker on the job and and there's, there's a minimum pay rate to SAG after workers. I thought everyone on that job must be paid at least that minimum pay rate for SAG-AFTRA people.
1: Uh, There are ways to get around it, but it's such a headache that everyone just...
0: Oh, no, no, it's a headache, but my understanding was that was one of the terms was that may be true, but that other guy who is isn't union still has to get paid the union dues, or the union pay.
1: Uh, They can get paid more, it's just... just They can get
0: paid more, they can get paid less. Yeah, Yeah, like the SAG-AFTRA minimum rate is the minimum rate of every person on that job site, even if they're not SAG-AFTRA, for example. That's exactly, my understanding yeah. of how that the how that works. Yeah, it could be a little more complicated, but I thought that was kind of like the broad thing on it.
1: So, you know, a lot of voice actors now are going to be pressured into joining after because, oh. like, if they want to work with Roy Baker, they want to work with Nolan North, or they want to work with somebody big. Hmm. Take your pick. Uh. Oh, I can't think of his name now. The guy that played uh, Arthur Morgan in Red Dead. Right. Um, like, you want to work with them, you're going to have to be SAG after. You want to do commercials, you're going to have to be SAG after. So, the. Yeah, because the, the talent...
2: highest paid SAG after person
0: is Flo. Isn't that the whole story? She's SAG like after, technically, because how commercials are built? Yeah. I mean, even voice act. I thought she was considered a voice actor because how commercials She built.
1: is considered a voice actor because. uh... That stuff gets turned into radio ads as well. So Right, but that's what I think, because a lot of commercials do also,
2: yeah. but yeah, I thought she was the highest-paid example of that.
1: Um, I think Matthew McConaughey would have been, but... He's also just
0: generally guy. Like, him is, he's a weird, he's a, like, I thought there was celebrity rules versus
2: I am a pro... Like, I thought there was all that, kind of.
1: There's different tiers, yeah, but um... You know, he was doing the, uh, the Lincoln ads there for a little bit, so and those got put on the radio, so he probably would have been the highest paid voice actor during that time, but
2: mm-hmm.
1: um yeah, I mean, this is this puts Activision in a world of hurt because now there's a president precedent. not a president president for other President studios. Bobby Kotick God I watched Moneyball oh I didn't put that on there I watched Moneyball as well <laughs> and his like little cameo in that he is such a sleazebag he is playing Bobby Kotick he is not playing the uh, owner of
2: days he is playing himself yeah I mean like well,
1: you know, another one of the stories that they have on here is EA is creating their own uh, soccer game. In a situation like this where you have unions and now you're going unlicensed, this is a way that you could get around it, is you could start making, like,
2: satellite studios, I guess is the right word. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. That technically... Don't touch that product. They touch something else. Well, it could be like, oh, this this studio isn't Union, and they're developing our ball physics. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And then this studio that is Union is licensing the tech... That are non non-union. Yeah, no, it's, it's so.
0: going to be very... You know they're going to try to get out of it. It's going to be very interesting to watch. Yeah. So. Also, the thing that people get is so... In U.S. law, once the union is defined winning by vote, it can still take six months a year for it to come together because the negotiation, there's a lot of processing to it.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the union doesn't get ratified until after the deal gets closed. If deal yeah, gets just because, like, they're
0: definitely, you're definitely allowed to make, take a while just because that stuff takes time and is negotiating and...
1: Well, because they're going to want a seat at the table. So, as the Microsoft Activision deal gets discussed, they want a seat at that table. And they are allowed to have a seat at that table. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that, that could be a really good thing because they could help put in place the paperwork trail for other studios to do the same thing. Right, or for Raven themselves to turn into a union studio, not just the QA.
2: hmm So I I don't know, like for me I unions are a
1: a necessity. Um in some industries I think they're a necessary evil. In some in other industries I think they're a necessary good.
0: So my guess is because of our backgrounds and family backgrounds, I'm probably a little less pro union than you are. Uh, my my general line though is unions can be helpful, but they can also be a pain in the ass. Example: I live in Illinois. Uh, oh, I'll, I'll
1: just uh, admit, ask I non-teachers. Hated with SAG after.
0: Like, I was going to say ask non-teachers in the state of Illinois what they think of the Illinois Teachers Union. Or a good example of unions that could probably overstay their welcome. Like I understand that like yeah. plumbers are like or um, like people who are. Truly independent contractors, like actors, are in a lot of ways ironically independent contractors. The unionness, as some parts, it makes sense even like a benefit package point of view.
1: Yeah, like, And that's I, a good hated, section of them too. I hated dealing with SAG after on the few projects where I would have had to deal with them, because like when you're working grip and needing to set up scenes and things like that, you know, you got to you have. Like designated times that are your break times. Mm-hmm. So even if you're in the middle of a project, you can just drop everything and it's break time.
2: Right. Like that stuff where it gets
1: Yeah. Meanwhile, like indie shoots that weren't union shoots, if it took me four hours to set up a set, I could work those four hours, take a break after that. Mm-hmm. You know, and and then get on with my day. So, you know, it is good because also because of SAG-AFTRA, you know, uh, you're no longer working like 30 hours in a two day period. Like, mm-hmm. you, know, you you max out at 12, and your next day can't start until eight hours after the furthest person gets home. Yeah. So, you know, like, like that part of it is really cool because, you know, say, for example, uh, we have a shoot in San Francisco and I live in Sacramento to save money. Mm-hmm. Well, the next day you can't start until eight after eight hours after I get home, which is like an hour and a half. So you're still getting like five hours of sleep before your day
2: starts. And then they're limited to 12 hours. So, you know, you could get home, work, a 12, and then you could have like a four day weekend. Effectively. So, Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's one of those things where
1: the the unions for independent contractors in the sense of your handymen, your plumbers, your electricians, your steel workers, your like that stuff, like production stuff. Absolutely. They
2: need unions. Because mm-hmm. otherwise capitalism would take over.
1: Right, like capitalism does not care. They'll work somebody until they die and replace them with someone else. Because that's what you
2: do. Right, like that's that's what capitalism does.
1: And there's nothing inherently wrong with that. That's just the way the system is. Right, like the, the system is flawed in that way. Right, there's no caring about your workers.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If you want pure capitalism, like you don't, you don't care. Um, so, but yeah, unions for
2: white collar jobs, teachers, unions, your, um, secretaries. And like, I'm going to, I'm going to play the devil's advocate here.
0: There are states or locations in the country where teachers union, yada, yada, fine. I live in Illinois, but you want to, you want to rant about unions all day? Have anyone look at Illinois
1: tax bills? Oh yeah, like <laughs> uh, the the teachers unions in every state are are pretty ridiculous.
2: And like there are states where I heard
0: legitimate complaint. It's always my line, right? Like I would like I think Florida a couple years ago raised their minimum teacher salary to like forty five k or something. I'm like, oh, that was a legitimate complaint of the unions. Oh, Illinois, there were spots where I've seen teachers make an average of like ninety k in like a town where like the average person makes like twenty five, and they're like, we need a raise. And I'm like. I want you to go like just explain to that person there who's with you in line what you make and just see how this raise goes.
1: yeah, I mean <laughs> it, it's one of those situations where unions can get too big um but also like it's the inherent uh issue with unions because you could have a teacher in downtown Chicago they can't live on ninety a year. Right, for for them to maintain what they need and to maintain kind of the standard that...
2: And, and sure,
0: but, like, I live in, like, a northern suburb, and, like, right. 90% of these northern suburbs right here you could. Not, like, there are yeah. some exceptions, actually, but, like, bro, but also the suburbs are this thing also where I'm like, oh, you can't afford to live in the town and teach? Can you afford to live in the town next door that's one mile out of that district? Like, I, I'm not... listening. A complaint to me is a different type of complaint.
1: Yeah. So... like you know, that's they, part of it, they too. Set it, they obviously set it based on kind of the highest earners. Um, Michigan does this, too. It just doesn't get talked about where the teachers' unions in the regions will actually base it on, like, for example, like the West Michigan area. They're going to base it on Grand Rapids because that's where the most expensive schools are going to
2: be so you know like one of the wealthiest public schools
1: in the state is East Grand Rapids they're going to push for their teachers to get paid like teachers at East Grand Rapids even if they're teaching in you know uh,
2: I don't know Ravenna, Ravenna that's a town of like 500 people
1: They don't even have enough students to field a full football team. So they play seven on seven. And they have one team. They don't have a JV varsity. They have one team. Wait, they do
0: really do seven on seven?
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Michigan's got uh, seven on seven and eight on eight leagues.
0: I did not realize that.
1: Yeah. It's for... Because, I mean, we have so many small towns, right? Like...
0: And I guess you have part of it's like where I'm in mean, Illinois where like sure we have a couple metros, but like we really have one big metro that houses like ninety percent of our people.
1: Yeah. Where, so, like I mean,
0: you it's a little less so.
1: Yeah, like you know, even even in the Grand Rapids Metro, we've got probably eight to ten towns that are considered in the Grand Rapids Metro that have either seven on seven or eight on eight teams. So you know, it it's one of those things, right? Like uh, unions are always going to try to get their workers the most.
0: And I sense. just think at some point it loses them a little credibility. Like, I, I think that's the line. It's a credibility line always. It's a discussion yeah. of you. Of course, you want what's best for your people. That like that makes sense why you do. But you, you have to understand from the outside, then it's really easy to point to things that make you seem less credible.
1: Just look at the UAW, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But yeah, uh, let's jump let's off the union talk.
1: Of, well, I was gonna say, speaking of things that really don't meet expectations, you know, talking about unions. Go on, go on. And Activision, for that matter. Call of Duty Vanguard bombed, surprise <laughs> to absolutely no one except for the higher so, ups at Activision.
0: So, so came out. So, like going into the game, actually, I don't know if I would have thought it was bombing. It was when it came out. <laughs> like that was kind of like, like that was the first time I was concerned was playing that Alpha.
1: Uh, um, I wouldn't have guessed it bombed this bad.
0: No, no, like, I would have, I would have been like, oh, it's probably going to end up a mid-tier Call of Duty is what I would have thought Vanguard would be, because, like, Vanguard, looking like, going into it, had a lot of the shapings of, like, a good Call of Duty. Yeah. Maybe not, like, the perk, or, but, like, a good, like a, again, as I explain to people, a good Call of Duty is still better than 90 some games that release in a year. It's just we get it every yeah. year. Yeah. Like, like, legitimately, most years, Call of Duty, I think, fights for one of the best shooters. Just period, end of story.
2: Yeah, I'm not saying probably. every year,
0: and I am not saying always number one, but I'm saying if you listed me top five shooters, I think most years you're lying if Call Duty's not in it.
2: Yeah, yeah, I would, yeah, probably top five. Like that's that's why I'm saying that when it's a consistently very good game, but <laughs> Vanguard,
0: I I legitimately think well, it's wasn't consistently
1: consistent. I think that's the thing. Like...
0: right, and, and its baseline generally speaking is a pretty high bar.
1: Yeah, it's, Vanguard, it's kind of hard to it, screw up Call of Duty.
0: Except Vanguard and Battlefield coming out back to back was kind of the line of like, oh, did both the trophy shooters fuck it up?
1: Well, I was going to say, who do you like? Activision was totally like, ha ha, look at them fail, right? Mm-hmm. And then Vanguard comes out and they're like, oh, shit. But the
0: part of it, though, is their baseline for success is so much higher of Call of Duty. Like, I bet like, Call of Duty is still, like, like yeah. if Battlefield sold Call of Vanguard numbers even if it being actually just pointed, I bet you bet it would have been a Battlefield's that success.
1: I mean the thing with Battlefield is always it has legs. Mm-hmm. Right, so that's where they make their money. They make their money on uh map packs and they make their money on skins and they make their money or on servers forever. Servers About. yeah.
0: They were the so, first big game I ever heard doing servers for example.
1: Yeah, I mean those go back to,
0: Sure, then. but like, but like, they were like, it was the biggest game doing it for sure. That yep. was like in the mainstream, like, it was the biggest, not like, here's a random Korean MMO game doing it. Like, it was a like Western mainstream game doing the server rental,
1: yeah. And it was easy, mm hmm.
0: Um. But you know, uh, to put it in perspective the second part of what AJ is saying, Elden Ring is now the number one selling game in the last rolling 12 months, which has only been on the market for two. <laughs> um which, which which is why this perspective in the last ten years only two games besides Ring Verse outsold Call of Duty in a given year, and they're called GTA five and Red Dead Two.
1: Yeah. Those are the only games
0: are... in the last decade to have outsold a Call of Duty, and now Elder Ring is the third.
1: Grand Theft Auto Five could have released for the same day as Call of Duty, as Battlefield, as you know, take your pick. Like what's a Madden, mm-hmm. they could have been all up on the same day. Red Dead would still have done triple the numbers of every other game. Hmm. So, but
0: it's just interesting though, like yeah. especially with Elden Ring discussion, like how big Elden Ring has become become because like no one was tracking Elden Ring to become this juggernaut.
1: No, I I feel like this is a game that greatly benefited
2: from. Um,
1: FOMO probably like mm-hmm. it was a game that you know it's available on everything right so it's PS4 PS5 PC obviously the Xbox equivalents so anyone could play it you know you didn't have to be like oh you gotta go out and grab a
2: mm-hmm. you know
1: you gotta either buy from a scalper or um, you know have ten thousand bots trying to buy you a PS5 or Xbox Series X. You don't have to do
2: that. You could play it mm-hmm. on what you got. It would play the exact same. Things wouldn't look as good, but still play the same. So mm-hmm. and I feel like having uh double R
1: attached to it Mm -hmm. probably helped its public image oh yeah so it it got it into the eyes of more people also like there are a lot of people now that they just work from home right they change Mm -hmm. careers over the course of 20 or 21 to a job that they can work remote most of the time not all the time So they're getting back into video games. They're getting back into, you know, uh, board games. They're they're getting back into this stuff that you kind of need an investment for.
2: Mm -hmm. So, doesn't surprise me. Um,
1: Another thing that didn't surprise me: Eve Online officially announcing Microsoft Excel support.
0: Oh, so I had, it was, there was a dumb e- annual event. I used to went down because I thought it was dumb. the fu- it's the funniest shit I've ever heard in my life because it's been the fucking running joke forever that, that Eve, and it, also, the, do you see the picture they released of this? It was like, those like, merger pictures, it was Eve Online Hearts Excel.
1: Yeah. but <laughs> It was this, funny. So this came out of, um, let me make sure I get the name of the uh, event right.
0: Uh, Nerd Convention 101?
1: No, it's FanFest, um, that's what they call it. Mm-hmm. this event FanFest it takes place in Reykjavik every not every year no but um, it used to be every year and they used to bring in like a third of Iceland's population <laughs> Iceland's a country of like 350,000 people
2: isn't that small
1: it's really small
2: it is 366,000 people yeah
1: So there's reports of this thing bringing in like a hundred thousand
2: to basically like this is
1: Eve's E3. Or this is Eve's, you know, yearly shareholder meeting. Mm -hmm. You know, this is this is, I don't know if you've ever seen the videos, like Walmart used to hold their Annual shareholder meeting, and like an NBA arena, right? Yeah, to yeah, fit yeah. all the people in there. This is that equivalent.
0: It's kind of like the whole Warren Buffett does for birth trial.
1: Yeah,
2: whatever that thing is called in Omaha, year.
1: So, you know, I don't know how many people went this year. But...
2: Yeah, I actually
0: don't know. Like, I know you've online stomachs. I, I don't. I have. I have zero conce- concept of the
2: scale of you've online anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is... EVE is one of those games where um, you forget about it until either (laughs) FanFest happens or one of, you know,
2: one faction starts a war with another and $200,000 worth of ships blow. Like, this is... I think this is the only game
1: maybe outside a while WoW, where you can put a definitive price tag on everything. Mm-hmm. Because everything in the game costs ISK.
2: And you can convert, or you can
1: buy ISK with Iceland ISK. And you can then convert US dollar into Iceland ISK. So, you can see how much everything costs. You know, you could just go buy one of these big ships, it'd cost you like five grand,
2: but you could do it. So, it is very interesting. And final news story speaking of companies
0: that didn't make money, that we all could have screamed through the rooftops. Uh, Outriders didn't even break even in 2021. What's Outriders? Thank you. There we go, there we go. Uh, it is Square Enix's People Can Fly's, um, one of their, those live games.
2: Like a third person, it's a Destiny-ish, but it's... Again, what is Outriders? (laughs)
1: Like, I yeah. think that that's why it didn't break even. I don't know what this game is,
0: and you pay enough attention, you think that you'd have like an idea. Like that's where, yeah. that's the line of like, like AJ's genuinely confused whenever this. And like, let me tell you something. Like, either of the games we're familiar with, AJ genuinely like have an idea that it, what a game is. We don't remember every detail at least about
1: heard it. Heard of a game,
0: right, right? We at least be like, oh, was that who was that? Or I remember hearing about this. Yeah. This was a game that, like, I listened to podcasts that I heard about it. Otherwise, I would never have heard about launching. Like, that's how bad of a launch it had. Um, so, it'll be interesting. I because People Can Fly is one of those studios that I always want to succeed more than they do. Because People Can Fly, I'm assuming you're somewhat familiar with them. Uh, They made Bulletstorm, Years of War Judgment. They were... Um an epic game studio, but then I think what they the bought it. They out? just
1: linked straight to their no way. Well so in the um Eurogame article, mm-hmm. if you click on the people can fly hyperlink, it's just the director's report.
2: <laughs>
1: like it's the full twenty one directors report. So like I can look, let's see. Do you want to know about their organizational structure? because that's page six. So if we go to page six, uh, PCF Group, which is based in Poland, they own 100% of people can fly UK, and people can fly US, and people can fly Canada, and Game on Creative. They own 50.01% of Inkuvo, which is Polish. Um, they own eight, uh, Inkuvo owns 87% of Spectral Applications, and 32.13% of spectral games.
2: The fuck? Dude, this
1: this is ridiculous. Like this is the stuff that talking about shareholder meetings. This is the shareholder book they they hand out to everyone. Wild. Like this is crazy but they just linked
2: it. Like it's cool. But it's just nuts. They had had key products.
1: They had Outriders, which it gives a description. Outriders is a triple-A RPG shooter game released on April 1st, 2021. Mm Mm-hmm. When played online, Outriders offers drop-in, drop-out gameplay for one, two, or three players in a system, allowing them to join or leave the game while it is in progress without disrupting it for other players. Okay, that's cool. They had Project (laughs) Gemini which is a AAA game that is being developed in partnership with the publisher Square Enix Limited. Its scale is comparable to that of Outriders. The group mm-hmm. expects that game to reach completion by the end of 24. Project Dagger is a AAA action RPG developed in partnership with a top ranking global AAA game publisher. <laughs> okay. This is a, this is, this might be a Polish to English. That has to be. So I'll read this sentence as it's typed. Project Dagger is a triple A action RPG developed in partnership with a top-ranking global triple A game publisher, Take Two Interactive Software Inc.
0: I'm sorry. What the fuck was that sentence?
1: Yeah, so that's that's gotta be a uh, uh, translation thing.
0: I feel yeah. like I don't know how anyone reads that and goes, "I got this."
1: There also there was no comma until it gets to the Take Two Interactive Software. <laughs> Inc. Um, People can fly U.S. LLC plays a leading role in the game development project. The group aims to create an original ARPG with new gameplay elements and storyline solutions it has never used before. The positioning of Project Dagger as an ARPG is a step towards winning a wider audience for the group's products. The publisher's total budget allocated by the group to develop Project Dagger is Euro 40 to 60 million.
2: That's actually not that big for a game also. The
1: group expects that the game will reach completion by the end of 2020. Uh they also have released a Bullet Storm full clip edition. Uh Painkiller, which is their first project.
2: Yeah, dude, this is insane. It's eighty-five pages. Oh, oh, here we go. Uh group's
1: revenue structure. Twenty twenty one. Total revenue from contract development of video games: one hundred and seventy-eight thousand
2: three hundred and
1: sixty-nine. What's the? I'm guessing million, maybe. Mm -hmm. Does not. All figures
2: in PLN. Yeah,
1: there's no
2: uh. Like scale for it. So it might be thousands. I can tell. Anyway, so they had one
1: hundred and eighty thousand two hundred ninety-three thousands, which would be about a billion dollars.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, right? Did I do that math? No. No, it would be one hundred and eighty million. Um two hundred ninety three million or two hundred ninety three thousand. Uh for twenty twenty I had total revenue of one hundred and three thousand seven hundred sixty-nine thousands. Hmm. So they're up about fifty percent. So
1: not horrendous. That's, that's insane. I'm keeping that open. I'm gonna finish reading that.
0: <laughs> that's gonna be your night. He's gonna he's gonna
2: open himself a whiskey.
1: Yeah, I got a bottle of uh,
2: Southern Comfort. <laughs> oh my! I didn't realize financials was AJ's thing, but apparently it is.
1: It's not necessarily my thing, but the fact that
2: it's out, yeah.
1: I can just see that. Like, normally that stuff is kind of confidential to shareholders. But, yeah. That's crazy.
2: Okay, so to finish up the show, first off, the giant games are
0: coming up. At this point, it's kind of telling just this year, because, like, always summers are dead. Um, so Sonic Origins comes out. The day we're quoting is on June 23rd. Saints Row is currently slated to come out on August 23rd, which I still don't believe that one. Gotham Knights has been... Is it October twenty fifth still? Did I get that right? Did I get delayed again?
1: Uh, I think that's right. They just cut the PS
0: four. I know they cut the PS four just so we skipped. But yeah, I, I I think it is still the correct date.
1: I believe counts. Saints Row is releasing because IGN is doing all kinds of stuff for it.
0: Sure. Um, and that game is so late; it's not even funny. Um. <laughs> uh yeah, but Gotham Knights nice, October twenty fifth. Starfield has been delayed, and I'm marking the delay count to delay number one. So it is no longer releasing on November 11th, 2022. It is now delayed into Q1 of 2023. We will be keeping a delay counter Which, here.
1: Uh, I hate to break it to people. That means the earliest would be April.
0: Yeah, I think, I think that is the key one. Because,
1: well... They might I'd have to look I, at their I, fiscal
0: year, but I actually they, I think they might have said calendar year Q one, not fiscal year Q one.
1: Hmm.
0: So then that'd be March thirty first to be the cutoff. Yeah. So I I, I yeah, actually to if it's calendar, then yeah,
1: that
0: that's okay. Right. To, I I know this is Q one, I don't remember what they said. But the whole point is Starfield's been delayed, and also Redfall, which is the new game by Arcane, has been delayed in twenty twenty three. Um Starfield one is interesting because like you know everyone internally in marketing wanted to hit that damn date. Like, you know for a fact they wanted to release this game on the 11th anniversary of Skyrim.
1: No, oh, I told you it wasn't going to happen.
0: Oh, no, and I didn't think it was either, but you From know they day wanted to.
1: One. From day <laughs> one. Yeah, that game actually
0: came out. This year, I was going to be in shock. That just felt like a game that when they, when they announced it within 18 months, like, there's no way. Because they were doing yeah. the entire engine and stuff. Like, just little things that just take forever.
1: Well, it had been announced longer than that, right? Like, they had announced it back during that that E3 where...
0: It was 2021 it was announced.
1: Starfield? Mm Mm-hmm. I thought it was the E3 where they had the crazy clapping lady.
0: Starfield was announced. Holy shit!
2: 2018.
1: Told you. What the fuck? That's the same one where they announced Elder Scrolls 6.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the one where they they did the same amount of. Elder Scrolls Quicks is not coming out for another ten
2: years. I hope people realize.
1: Yeah, that game. It's was... the
2: same team. Like
1: that game is not coming out anytime soon. Yeah. If you want your kid to play uh, Elder Scrolls Six, you got a couple of years before you even have to worry about having a kid. <laughs>
2: But yeah, and for final
0: thing, we got to discuss if we're doing a movie club or not for the June. Uh, as people know, just because schedules and all of that fun stuff. Obviously, you're hearing this technically so in May cause I'm releasing this on the 27th of May. Right for more day, just because of schedules. Next week, we'll be doing on June 3rd, the premiere of Top Gun Maverick Movie Club will be happening are we doing a movie club this month? Do you want to skip it since the schedule all funky this month? What are you thinking, Major? We'll figure it out. I will take that as we're skipping. Expect a movie club in July.
1: We'll figure this out. i got to look at the release calendar. I have no idea.
0: Yeah. Uh The only things that are popping possibly in my head are Elvis or um, Lightyear.
1: That's right. That Elvis movie is still coming.
0: Uh, Because I'm just vetoing Jurassic World Dominion because so I don't want to suffer for two and a half hours in a movie theater.
1: I am the... the Uh, what the... Dash Cam?
0: <laughs> what the fuck is the Dash Cam? Follow two friends on a horror-fueled road trip. They livestream those.
2: That's the worst... Wor- the-
1: That's gonna be a horrendous movie.
2: Um, Is it Bloom? I don't think it's... Blue. Uh, Jason Bloom's a producer.
1: Mm, maybe.
2: It is Blumhouse.
0: Uh Apparently promoted in the film festivals, and it currently has a 4.6 on Rotten Tomatoes.
2: Or, or IMDb.
1: It won an award.
2: Fuck, I don't know.
1: British Independent Film Awards for Best of I film. got the
0: premise, by the way. A woman travels to the UK to escape COVID-19 lockdowns in the United States. In what... One- well, was the UK looser than the United States.
1: It was for a little bit.
0: In the whole US, like there had to be a st- state or two in the US that was looser than the UK.
1: Yeah, but as a country, it was.
0: It sure, was... I'll give you countrywide. But the UK had stricter stuff. Like you
2: could escape to Texas and Florida and Ben. Yeah. But yeah, we're not watching that. No. <laughs> um... Yeah, I
1: just don't see anything like.
2: That's what I'm saying. I think it might be a fun.
0: May was a weird month, January month, and I think July will be back on track with. Ooh, Thor's. July, you like Thor.
2: I don't know if i okay.
0: We will figure it out. We will be back with Movie Club in July, so expect to hear our lovely, timely voices at the end of this month. Otherwise, adios. The SW show and all of its affiliate podcasts are. Podcast by me, Mike Maroney, and AJ Losey. by Sometimes by our contributors, including Corey King. You can follow The SWW Show on social media at The SWW Show. Or sooner or later, you go to patreon.com SWW to help us out. Thank you. And we hope you enjoy the rest of your day.